hello beautiful people welcome to the olive podcast my name is sharon i am your host together we will be navigating life love friendships relationships with jesus as our anchor and guests from time to time so whether you're on your couch walking with your headphones driving or whatever it may be let me be your buddy let me keep you company let's be friends and let's dig deeper welcome to the olive podcast Hi, my beautiful people. Hi, babies. How is everyone doing? It's another Friday for you, but not for me because I have to record sooner than like everybody. Um, I want to use this opportunity to ap- apologize for like some of the background noise in the previous episodes and maybe in this episode. Um, I the surrounding around me is not exactly friendly so this is almost like i don't have a choice but how are we all doing oh my god how are we coping with the prices of everything um i know that the whole world is in serious recession or one economic challenge or the other but how are nigerians coping i went to the market sometime this week and it was crazy the prices of everything had gone up like, I, I, I don't know. I think I, I was praying in the market. I almost fell on the floor and started crying because it was like, are we going to be able to cope? How are people coping? This is even you that like, not as if you're rich, but you said you did manage your life. And then you're thinking, what about poor people? Because like the arrangement of social class has actually is, if you were like maybe in the middle class before you've probably dropped and even in that that middle class well there's like there's lower middle class there's middle middle and there's top middle so maybe maybe if you were like in top middle you've dropped to maybe middle middle if you were middle middle you've dropped to lower middle if you were in lower middle you're probably poor so imagine what the people that were poor just imagine what it is that they're going through I pray that God will continue to really, really help us in this in this um hard time. So like he's going to come out and save his children because I mean like I'm trying constantly to help to it's not been easy because I, everything um, some days is just okay, let's just do and see how today is going to go. But you're waking up every day and things are prices of things are increasing every day, things are changing every day. It's really, really crazy. So how are we all doing? I just pray that God in his infinite mercy will have mercy on all of us and help us throughout, even in this situation that feels very hopeless. God is going to help us get through this um crazy, crazy times. Um and he's going to this way he was there for the children in the Bible at different times. He showed up for them. God is going to also show up for us now. Also, you people remember that I said I wanted a name for a driver. Nobody really cared about me, but just one person. She, um, somebody sent me a name, and to be honest, I liked it. Like the in minute I saw it, she said Abel, <laughs> and that made me really like Abel. Just sounds like a cool name, like a name of like a trust somebody I can trust, 
and he feels like he has experiences. Don't ask me how I'm rating or vetting these things, to be honest. Me, myself, I have no idea. But I know that it makes sense. So I'm sticking with the name Abel. Um, I'll put it up on the story so you guys will let me know how you feel about Abel as a name. Um, but I really, really do like the name Abel for a driver. So there's Frederick and there's Abel. And I'm so, so, so just, you know, I'm excited about it. I really love the Abel name. Well, let's get into today's episode. So today we're talking about audacity and faith. Um, we always used to hear about, especially women used to say, Nigerian men have such audacity. Is there somewhere that they are selling this audacity? I beg, let me go and purchase my own. Let me go and buy because these men, they are, you know, driving. And I've always wondered, like, I, like I mean. To have first of all, what does it even mean to have audacity? Um, audacity means when I checked, like I googled, googled it. When I checked the internet, I saw that audacity means boldness or daring, especially um, with confident or arrogant disregard for personal safety, conventional thought, or other restrictions. Another definition says. Audacity is shameless boldness. That's your 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 conviction to that thing, right? Or your like that means whatever it is that you're doing, right? You're using your full chest to do it. Like you're like, I'm going to do this thing. You're not thinking about the other effects it may have or the other angles you're not really thinking so much about like it in that way all you're thinking about is all you know is that this is what you stand for this is what you believe in and this is what you're going to do so it it, there's it hardly takes it doesn't take so much of you like there's only so much people can there's nothing else that can shake you because you already made you have that strong you it comes from inside do you understand? It comes from inside. So, um, what about audacity? How can we merge audacity as, you know, believers, as believers with our faith in God? How can we match audacity with our faith in God, with our belief in God? What does that do for us? How important is it to have audacity? So, First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12 says, Therefore, since we have such hope, we are very bold. What I want people to know is as much as God has given us the spirit of humility and um, gentleness and meekness, all of those are fruits of the spirit, right? A fruit of the spirit is also confidence. In Second Timothy, I think Paul was writing, he wrote a letter to Timothy and he was telling Timothy, because I think Timothy in the Bible was smallish and God had called him to ministry. So he was, Paul was mentoring Timothy. So people, because of Timothy's stature, because of his size, because of the way he was, people used to look at, look down on him and say, oh, you're so small. What can you possibly do? But Paul was reminding Timothy that the spirit of God does not make us timid. It doesn't make us shy. This was in Second. Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. He was telling Timothy that God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but of a sound mind. God doesn't give us the spirit of make us timid. 
Another version says, for the spirit of God doesn't make us timid, but gives us um, power, love, and self-discipline. So, like, the spirit of God makes you bold. I used to be very, very shy. If you've ever known me in the past, like I said, I do not know how to come out in public and talk. And one of the questions that I get asked is, Sharon, where you you sound so bold, you sound so audacious, like you just sound as if you just come here, you sound very confident. I like the way you carry yourself. That is not something that I can accredit to myself or something that I did for myself. Of course, there were like steps that I took. There were things that I did. <clears throat> I learned how to talk, but it wasn't, it wasn't really my own efforts. It was the spirit of God that was in me. The spirit of God gives you boldness. The spirit of God is the one that gives you what to say. The spirit of God is the one that gives you confidence. Our hope is not in physical things, but in the spirit of God. So the spirit of God is the one that is available to make you bold and not timid or shy. Um, when I was in secondary school, I was in press club. Every single time I had to come up and for some weird reason, so the, um, you know, the way it was in secondary school, I don't know about your secondary school, but my secondary school, there were you, of course we had the club presidents, the assistant, the ex schools and all of those. And then you also have like a staff or a couple of staff that oversee the, the events and everything that goes on in the club. I was very, 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 very shy. I didn't want to cast news. There were just so many things I didn't want to do. Like, I was, I, I don't know, I did. I was not confident at all. Like, I would go to cast news and my hands would be shaking. I tried to avoid it so many times, but we had a teacher um the the teacher that oversaw our press club he, the teacher that was in charge of our club mr danladi he never used to let me take the back seat for anything he would always make me cast news no matter you see even if i cried from days and days and days and days weeks before he even tells me oh sharon you're going to cast news he doesn't care if i'm going to he said he'll say you can do it i remember how he used to tell me sharon is ju- you're just scared of you're scared of nothing and you know the funny thing is eh in my secondary school we were not so many but like i was still so scared so he'll say there's nothing for you to be scared of even even if i'm crying he'll say eh, go to the stage and go and shake there Go and shake. And you'll watch me shake. You'll be looking at me till I finish casting that news. Like, I'll be holding the paper for casting the news. And I'll be the script. And I'm shaking. Like, my hands are very visibly... You'll be seeing the... Like, I'm trembling. That's how bad it was. So, um, that's how I know that the ability for me to talk now has to be the Spirit of God. Because even when I was in uni, like even answering questions in class, I know a lot of people don't do this, but mine wasn't because of, it wasn't, it was just because I didn't believe in myself enough. Like even if I knew that the answer was, was right, I'll be like, what if it's not? And then, you know, different things would just start going through your mind and I would not want to, you know, raise up my hand to talk in class. But it's the Jesus effect. So there's this thing called the Jesus effect. 
once you welcome Jesus into your life, there's something that he does for you in your heart, in your spirit. And I call it the Jesus effect. If you did not know how to love yourself, if you didn't have faith, if you used to struggle, and it's not as if there are no things that I still struggle with, but I know that it's a gradual process until all of them are done. Like, until God makes sure that all of them are like, I'm good with all of them. And I don't even ever see that happening because my confidence is in God. Maybe the day I feel like I'm bold enough to stand on my own, I'll feel like I don't need God because I will now become very proud. And there's a very thin line between being proud and having audacity. So there has to be a balance. The reason why you need audacity is faith. Because what we're working, we're working with um, things that we cannot see. So what is having faith? Having faith is, you know, um, to be convicted, to be sure of something that you hope for, even though you cannot see it. So, for example, you're praying for a job. There is no, you in, in real life, there's nowhere that the job is coming from. Like, the job is not coming from anywhere in real life. But you believe it so much. Maybe you're still applying for jobs or maybe you're, you're not even doing so much. Or maybe you've spoken to a few people, but it's not looking very, the prospects are not bright. It's not looking very bright. And, you know, but you're still sure. You're still very confident. You're buying clothes for work. You're trying to get yourself ready for work. You're preparing. You're reading. You're doing all those stuff. You're so sure that you're going to get job a job, but you don't know how. You don't know when. You don't know where. You don't even know from who or what kind of job or what office or anything. But you just have faith that you've told your father that this is what you want and you are going to stick by it. And, you know, every time you get tested, right, maybe your faith get te- gets tested because your faith will get tested. Your faith will get tested. In A verse just came to my mind. I think in Isaiah chapter 6, the last verse there, it says, if you if your faith is not enduring, you will not endure. Or something like that. It says, if you do not have enough faith, you will not endure. Or if your faith is not enough, it will not endure. Something al- 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 along those lines. So, do you understand? Because, because, you know, as believers, it's very easy for you to say you believe in something if your faith has not been tested. So, if you say you believe in love, for example, and... The true test of love is heartbreak. I'm so sorry, but like, and I'm not, I'm not very sure. I'm not saying this like, like maybe heartbreak from relationships. I'm talking about in general, like, what do you do after a heartbreak? Let's say you believe in love, for example, and you get your heart broken. Does that now change your belief? So that is where the audacity comes in. So regardless of what has happened in your past relationships with your friends, with your partners, you still have audacity enough to believe. So that thing that happened that was supposed to break you, you still have audacity not to change your belief in it. That is why audacity and faith, like they really, really go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. The Bible says that faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. Your faith comes as, as uh, the more you study your Bible, the more you read your Bible, you will, 
you will now see how you read other people's encounters the more you fellowship with other people it's constantly building your faith so this is another way to build your faith and then to you know your audacity keeps growing because you're like i've seen this thing happen before i've seen like good things come out of nothing if you need proof i'm here to be honest i didn't think my life was worth so much and but now i feel like my life is worth something i feel like my life is worth living because of jesus so jesus it comes with like a whole package so because you've accepted jesus into your life you now have the spirit of god who which gives you this um the spirit of boldness the spirit of um you're not timid you're not shy it gives you love power you begin to see yourself in the way that god sees you you begin to love, you have patience, all of that are fruits of the Spirit. Do you think it's a joke that self-control is a fruit of the Spirit? Every time I find myself in a very tricky or messy situation, I always remind myself that self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. And because I am in Christ, I have access to that fruit. So, use this to work in us. is for his own good pleasures. So, even as we're trying to have audacity, we're trying to, you know, build our faith and all of that um let us not let us be careful not to cross the line of of from like being to have from having audacity into being proud being proud is now taking credit for where you have gotten to being proud is thinking that everything that you have accomplished in your life you've done it yourself when in reality, we both know that you didn't get here by yourself. Maybe there were a few. Of course, it takes hard work, your hard work, but through the Spirit of God. At the end of the day, it is the Spirit of God that works in you to do and to will for his own good pleasure. So um, even as we believe in God and all of that, let us try to build, let us stand firm. Especially now, like with the way things are going, you're wondering, sometimes I'm... Sometimes when I get worried, I just tell God that I'm really worried with the way the country is going. I don't know if we're going to be able to make it. I don't know where we're headed. I don't know where this is going to. And I'm losing. In fact, as a matter of fact, I'm losing my belief. I'm losing my doubt. Like I talk talk to Jesus. I talk to the Holy Spirit like that. And when I start to tell him all those things I'm feeling, he begins like, I'm not joking. It's like almost immediate. It's either like a wave of peace Will just rush over my body or a wave of peace will rush over my mind over my head and just take absolute control in that moment and then i will now have some peace and then everything that follows up maybe the bible verses that i read after that will now be like reminders that like you know um god will not leave you stranded the person that brought you this far, he will not leave you on the way. He does not the kind of God. He's the same God. He loves you more than like, and he wants to protect you from every single harm that is coming for you. He's going to fight every single battle for you. All you need to do is, is, um, stay, stay with him, stay in your faith, stay in your belief. That is the true test of whether you believe in this thing that you say you believe in. It doesn't make any self sense. Some people call it selfish, but like, I mean, how do you really know at the end of the day, to be honest? Like, how do you really know that, you know, it's easy. All those things is easy. Like, when God moves in an impossible way in your life, 
it just is like a reminder that it has to be God. Imagine that you've been hoping for something for too long and it doesn't look humanly possible for you to attain or achieve that thing that you've been hoping for. And all of a sudden, something just happens out of nowhere, not by your power, not by your might, not by anything that you had to work for by yourself. But again, it's a reminder that God is the one that is the sponsor of your entire life and everything that is in it. So yeah, concerning faith, as we're building our faith, let's learn to be vulnerable. Let's learn to embrace um, some sort of suffering. I mean, suffering for Christ. Though. I'm not. I'm not saying suffering for maybe you're in a relationship and they are beating you, or you're in an abusive relationship, or you're settling for less in any type of way, or you're not doing enough work. Sometimes we're capable of doing so much, like. And then you're just procrastinating. So even with like procrastination and stuff like that, we can always tell God that I'm struggling. Like that's the thing. Let's learn. Let's cultivate the habit of always communicating every single thing that we feel with Jesus. And then he will be the one to like the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is your best friend, your greatest friend. You can talk to him about anything anything which leads me to the next next aspect of so you know we have a new feature called heartwood so this is an a reminder rather for everyone that there's a feature called heartwood where you can send in your problems your dilemmas and sharon will mind your business if she has guests she'll mind your your business with her guest and um, we'll navigate and see how we can give advice to you so we have one person sent in a a actually we have two but we're going to take just one today because we have two actually but we're going to take just one today because uh, we're going to take one long one and it's somehow in tune with today's topic so i'm just going to read it out loud and then we'll proceed from there so uh, this person says hello hello olive girl i just want to say that your podcast is doing wonders and i'm inspired by it so the thing is i just started falling in love with jesus not recently but now it's more like realization and it's growing more and more i am also trying my best to be better for myself because it really boils down to me and jesus in the end I'm also on a celibacy journey, but it's like the moment I decided on that, the devil said, deplete, let me show you Pepe. (laughs) I see the most unprovoked sexual content, especially on social media, and I also have the wildest imaginations. Sometimes I struggle to pray, sometimes I don't know how to pray, and sometimes I struggle to read my Bible. Um, The person puts in brackets, the story is not the add-up sometimes. The story is not the story sometimes. I would really appreciate if you give me tips or life hacks to use regarding these things. And also, if if you have any materials you're willing to share to help me with this journey, I am on and I would appreciate it. Also, thank you for personalizing your stories. Like I said, they are all inspiring. I'm sure other people are inspired as well. So... First of all, I just want to say thank you for the compliments. Thank you that you're listening to this podcast and this is how you feel about it. All glory to Jesus. Um, actually, I'm going to break this down 
I hope people can see why we're taking just one today so it doesn't end up being very long and lengthy. So we're, we're going to try to break it down in like, first of all, I'm proud of you that you've accepted Jesus in this way and you are, you know, building a personal relationship with him. Um, so your first concern here is the first thing you said um, was, I am also on a celibacy journey, but it's like the moment I decided on that, the devil said they play. <laughs> to be honest, I watched this video one time where it's the guy was talking about, he said, if you ask God for, I think a, lot of, a couple of people might have seen it. If you ask God for patience, do you think he's going to put you in a situation? What do you think he's going to do? He's going to put you in a situation where that requires you to be patient. The devil is very, very tricky. Very, very tricky. Maybe you didn't even used to have this problem before, but now you're having this problem. Here's the fantastic part of this news. Of course, there's a reason why... Um, now, I'm not supporting... I'm not saying that you should... I'm not trying to encourage you, but talking to the Holy Spirit about this thing is the best thing. You cannot fight it on your own. You cannot... You, you see, if you try it, you will fail. You will try it, you will, you will, you will, it, it, it will feel you really, really bad. I, I come here and I'm vulnerable. I try to be, I was on a celibacy journey and I was like a year into it. And then one day I broke it and it made me feel so bad. I was like, I came this far. I've come this far. How, how could I let this happen? How could I let this happen? And I felt so disappointed in myself. And I remember that at the time I didn't pray. I stopped praying because I was like, I'm sure God is upset with me. How, 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 why would you do this? You've come so far only to come and fall in the middle. But that is another lie that the devil tells you. I mean, it now made me understand the reason why God said we should flee from. The Bible says we should flee from sexual sin because it's like a see my idea of sex and god created sex to be enjoyed if it wasn't supposed to be a good thing it wouldn't be such a problem if we're being honest if why is this such a problem if it wasn't supposed to be a good thing god designed sex for us to be able to enjoy it in marriage as far as it's in the confines of marriage, it is supposed to be enjoyed. But, okay, this thing has happened. Don't beat yourself up over it. Remember that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. See, even if it's masturbation or whatever it is that you're struggling with, see, you can fall into the sin and then run back, straight back to the Holy Spirit and tell him that you're struggling with this thing. Of course, there are some things that you can do, like in physical time to um stop yourself from doing all those things like maybe the contents that you consume if you know that you need to unfollow some pages if you know that maybe there are some sort of music that you should stop listening to or maybe books like that i mean there's only so much you can do in your own human capacity or in your own human power to stop these things at the end of the day it is the spirit of god that helps you it is the spirit of god that works in you to st um so for example, with music, 
I used to be like a very, uh, I mean, I'm still, I still am a very R&B person. And although, I, I mean, I don't just listen to only Christian music, but like I'm saying that like, and maybe I will get there someday because I also talk to God about it. But like I used to listen to like a whole lot of R&B, like Caesar. There's some artists I've stopped listening to, like Beyonce and Caesar. Or like, because music on its, by its, on its own is a spirit. So when you listen to some things, it just drives you to maybe lustful thinking or because is again, music is a spirit. I really do believe that music is a spirit. So maybe with the things that you consume or you know that things that trigger you, even though it doesn't always help. Do you understand what I mean? And so that is the reason why you need to tell the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that is going to help you. The Holy Spirit is your greatest helper. And you can talk to him about anything. Whether your sexual desires, your sexual thoughts, whatever it is. You can definitely talk to the Holy Spirit about it. And the Holy Spirit is more than willing, more than able to help you. These things are not... There's only so much you can do. Until one day you just find yourself in like a situation. You think, okay, you're doing so well on your own. And then you find you find yourself in a very, you know, place. You're, you're a human being at the end of the day. It's not easy. These things are not easy. Again, it makes sense as to why the Bible says... Mar- sex is outside of marriage is a sin because imagine going out and just having sex with multiple people it doesn't even make any sense your anyway that's another topic for another day but even with your sexual desires you can definitely tell god about it that's one tell the holy spirit talk to him exactly about how you feel if you don't even want to stop tell him that he's going to be the one to make you stop it is the spirit of god eh that helps us to live a life, a righteous life that pleases God. It is the Spirit of God that helps us to live a righteous life that pleases God. Because on our own, we just, it's not possible. It's not possible for us to do it. We can't just do it. So, it is this, first of all, it's the Spirit of God that helps you. Then if there's, if there's anything that you know that triggers the thoughts or um, triggers your triggers the thoughts, triggers the emotions, triggers all of those things. Maybe you can try to cut them off. But always remember that there is no condemnation. That's the trick the devil wants to use. He will make you believe that God is upset with you. God doesn't like the sin that you commit, but he loves you even in it. There's nothing that can separate you from the love that Jesus Christ has for you. So the devil's trick is to deceive you in your mind that that thing that you have done wrong is what is going to stop God from answering your prayer. That's why you feel sometimes that maybe because you've done a certain thing that is bad and maybe something bad happens to you, you just feel like maybe that's God's way of um, punishing you for your sins because this thing that you did was not good. But in reality, it's none of that. God will never, that is not the kind of father that you have. Imagine somebody that has died for you, that is coming to come and save you. What else like, do you want? I don't know if that makes any sense. So one Talk to the Holy Spirit about it because you cannot do it, do it alone. If there's like a, an accountability partner, somebody that you can trust that will not judge you, that that is maybe has gone further in their relationship with God than you have, you can also try to talk to them. Not, not people that will condemn you because there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Not people that will condemn you, people that will correct you in love, but correct you well and lead you in the right direction. 
So that's what I have to say concerning staying celibate. Um, the next thing you said is, um, you struggle. Sometimes I struggle to pray. Sometimes I don't know how to pray. And sometimes I struggle to read my Bible. The stories, no, the story sometimes. <laughs> um, so I'll use myself an ex- an as, as an example. I always used to, before now, I didn't used to like the, the stories in the Bible just used to, I mean, maybe I'm just reading it for reading it's sake. I don't think I used to read it with understanding. Because since Jesus happened to me, I, I even said, I used to tell my friends that like, I feel like the Bible I'm reading is like a new Bible. I don't know if they changed the pages or they changed the verses or they changed something. But like, there's no right way to do it with prayer. There's no right way to do it. There's no wrong words. There's no right words. There's nothing. The Bible teaches us how to pray. Um, there's that acts. I mean, there's our father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. If you follow that pattern, it still leads you to act. So adoration, confession of sins, thanksgiving, and then supplication. That's usually, that's like a pattern, but there's no real way. There's no like pattern to prayer. There's no right way to do it. There's no wrong way to start. In the episode with Lado, um, I think it was episode two where we talked about where the journey through grief. So Lado was saying something about praying and how she can, she sat up and she was just talking to the Holy Spirit. I do that as well. Very, very often. Like, you will see me talking. You will think I'm talking to myself, but I'm actually talking to the Holy Spirit. I'm not running crazy. I'm actually talking to the Holy Spirit because he's there at every point in time. Listening. Just open your mouth and tell him how you feel. Don't try to be righteous. Don't try to act as if you have it all figured out because you don't. Tell him that you struggle with reading your Bible. Even if you started off like reading your Bible always and you realize that some maybe somewhere along the line you fell off, like it happens even like with me, it happens with me sometimes. Maybe n- now it doesn't happen as much as it used to happen before. Like sometimes I'll go a while without reading my Bible and I start telling the Holy Spirit, I start telling God that I'm struggling to read my Bible. I need you to put back that desire in me to study my Bible. Because I need to study my Bible. And then the Bible in Psalm, the Bible says that the entrance of the word of God giveth light. Now it's like I can just open my Bible and there's this. I don't know how it is for you people. But for me, there's like an actual feel of fresh air that is running through my body. Because the word of God is life. It is very important for you to read your Bible. And these are all tricks of the enemy that's making you feel like there's a right way to do it. There's something that you need to do. There's no price. The ultimate price has already been paid. So you can go to, you can access God as your father. As your father. Go and tell him, this is how you're struggling. This is what you're doing. Um, like you need to have like your faith and this is, this will build your audacity. So the more you begin to talk to the Holy Spirit, like he's actually your friend and your helper and not a stranger or not somebody that wants to condemn you. It's because of the surroundings that we've been in, like the way the church has been, um, the way society and religion has painted it or made it look like, but in reality, none of that is actually true. The Holy Spirit wants to help you more than you can ever know. You just have to give him access to helping you. Um, 
so that's what I have to say concerning concerning um prayer prayer and reading your bible so with sharing okay i will share in this week this coming week i will share some maybe bible study tips or bible study templates or what i use for my own bible study and i will just share some information about building a better prayer life at the end of the day this thing is a journey um where you are now you just started so you need to give yourself some grace and patience and not be it's a journey it's like you're a baby you first you just welcome jesus into your life you're a baby you're you're, you can't even feed yourself you have to let jesus love you you're a baby you start off you don't even crawl for a while babies don't crawl until they get to a certain age and then they start crawling from crawling they start rolling before they start attempting to walk and in that attempt to walk do you know how many times they fall that's the way you're jesus's baby he doesn't expect you to just welcome him into your life and start flying no you start crawling you start learning how to walk and then you start walking you make mistakes along the way before you decide what it is that you want to be you tell him what you want to be if you want to be a pilot you now have to start learning how to fly so it's a gradual process and you need to enjoy that process. Grow your relationship with God in stages. In God, Jesus is not in a hurry. There are things that he has to work on you before he gives you some of these things that you're asking for. Because you think you're ready for something until it actually comes and you realize that you're not. So allow him to, you know, take out all those old things in you. And let the fruit of the Spirit become manifest in your life. Self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. Again, self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. So concerning celibacy and all of those things, it is a fruit of the Spirit that has to grow in you. You have the Spirit of self-control. So you just need to let it activate in your life. I hope this helps. I really hope this helps. Um, Yes, so... That's it. Thank you for sending in your question. Thank you for being vulnerable with me. Thank you for um, being as open as you are with me and sharing your problems with me. I hope that I have been able to help you in some sort of way. And if you still have some more questions, please feel free to say you're not clear on this and send in um, another question. And then we'll see how we can navigate through that and answer that. Um I'm alone on this episode. I don't want to be leaving this episode when I'm alone. I don't want to bore you people too much. I don't want to talk for so long. This is already almost 40 minutes. So thank you guys for being here. Thank you for sticking around. Thank you for the support. Please tell your friends about the Olive Podcast. Tell your people about the Olive Podcast. Share to your friends, people that you know that are growing and need, that are looking for good Christian podcasts. You can share this with them. Um, also follow us on our Instagram at theolivepodcast.com. I'm sorry. Please follow us on Instagram at theolivepod and um, send in your questions at we are olivepod at gmail.com. And we will be getting back to you. Thank you all for the love and support and everything so far. I'll see you all next week week have an amazing week guys weekend rather